0: 2 Corinthians chapter 4, um, and, and, and I plan on talking about uh, continuing along the long theme of church mission, but this came to me because um, it touched me because of, uh, I guess it was a note that I had, and I looked in it, and then, you know what else I did? I went to YouTube, and I listened to me. <laughs> I did. I went to Louis YouTube, listened to me, listened to the vision, I said, you know what? And I felt better. I felt better by the grace of God. Amen. Amen. So we'll, we'll, we'll see how far we get today. We even get on my uh, message today, but if not, it's not me. Amen. 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 So we'll, we'll see how this goes. Second Corinthians chapter four. I'll read verses one two, and then we'll jump down to uh, verse seven. Second Corinthians chapter four. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. So, despite the obstacles we may face, right? Despite the persecutions and things that go on, whether in our bodies, whether our finances. We don't lose heart. Why? Because that doesn't stop the gospel from going forward. Right? But we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Jump down to verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. We have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power of God, that the power may be of God and not of us. So, it's not about us, right? It is the power of God. So, what is this treasure? The treasure is the greatness of the gospel of Jesus Christ, and the glory of God made evident through that gospel. It is the very light of God, and the light of the knowledge of the glory of God, reflected in the face of Jesus Christ. This is the greatest treasure of all creation, right? So, Regardless of how we may feel, no matter how old, no matter how young, it doesn't stop that treasure from going forth. Because the treasure is the gospel of Jesus Christ. right. Right? So even though I may not feel physically up to doing certain things, it doesn't stop the gospel. It doesn't stop that treasure from going forth. Verse 8. We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Again, verse 8, we are hard pressed. In other words, Paul is saying, Look, we are afflicted on every side. Your affliction may not be my affliction. My affliction may not be your affliction. But we all face afflictions. Right? Paul faced different afflictions, but he didn't stop. It didn't stop him from going forward. Right? On every side, yet not crushed. In other words, he was, that, that word crushed means not cramped or constricted. In other words, Oh, regardless of what he was going through, can still preach the gospel. Regardless of what I'm going through, I can still preach the gospel, right? I actually, I, I'm sorry. I think it was Tuesday night. No, Wednesday night. I said, why am I going through this? I, I said, why? I, I don't get sick. Don't. Do, I said, why am I going through this, right? And I didn't get nothing. <laughs> I didn't get nothing, and, I, and it wasn't no, well, why not me? It wasn't none of that, right? But I began to reflect on the people that I've come across even while being in the hospital. Right now, find you, so I go in the next day, and I'm sitting there and I'm getting my treatment and then, nurse doesn't know me from I didn't say I was a Christian, didn't say I was a pastor, she comes to me, she's helping me with something, or she's doing something, and then she said, you need to pray for that person. I'm talking about the nurse, right? You need to pray for me, you need to pray. Start supporting to the patients. You need to pray for these people. I don't know me for now. But see, that is God. Because regardless of what I'm going through, my job is to go there and share this gospel. Amen. Right? I can pray for these people, right? Because right. they are in the doubt. They don't know. So even regardless of what I'm going through, I still recognize the light that is in me. Right? Because regardless of what I'm going through, regardless of how I may feel, guess what? It doesn't stop the power of God. Amen. Amen. Right so even though there's some days you may not feel like getting up, and I know you got a lot of answers. Right? It doesn't stop the gospel from coming out of you, right? So don't again. No matter how old we are, how young we are, wherever uh, sick in the bed, it doesn't matter. That's why Paul was able to keep going. All right. So he had in verse eight. the verse eight, we are perplexed. In other words, not knowing what's going to happen, embarrassed about what's go- what's going on, right? So here I am, somebody that talked about him. And now having to face this, right? But it doesn't stop the gospel right, because the word of God is still true. That's right. Right? Jesus is still a healer. Right? So verse 9. Persecuted but not forsaken. Struck down but not destroyed. In other words, not destroyed. Paul saying, Look, I'm not rendered useless. Right? You may beat me, you may imprison me, but I can still be used as long as I have a mouth, as long as I still have hands. I can still preach the gospel. I can still lay hands upon the sick. Why? Because it wasn't Paul. It's not the It is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen. Yes. That's right. Yes. So Ooh. even though my body is saying, <laughs> stop. <Yes. laughs> even though my body is saying, sit down. Right? I still keep going. Why? Because there are people up there that have not come across Jesus. Right? They are in need of Christ Jesus. Man, and I are not in need of a song. I'm just a vessel. Right? But they're in need of Christ Jesus. Verse 10 Always carrying about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake. That the life of Jesus also may be manifested in our mortal flesh. So then death is working in us, but life in you. Verse 13, And since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. We also believe and therefore speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus, will also raise us up with Jesus. And will present us with you, for all things are for your sakes, that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. Verse 16, Therefore we do not lose heart we do not lose heart. regardless of what we face, we don't lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. So even though my outward man, every day, all of us, every day as we get older, every day, our outward man is perishing. Right? But we have this inner man on the inside of us. So even last night, when my body's saying, stop, stop, sit down, my inner man is alive is being renewed. Why? Because I'm going before the Lord. I'm praying. I'm worshiping. I'm getting in His Word. I'm filling myself up with the things of God. So now my spirit, man, continues to push on. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, but the things which are not seen are eternal. So Paul here is actually quoting Psalms 116, 10, when David says, I am greatly afflicted. So, we have to understand, no matter what we go through, we will not face the hardships that Jesus faced. Amen. Right? Not only on the cross, but on his way to the cross. Right? Because they were beating him, spit on him, embarrassed him. Right, And I'm pretty sure, because we heard me say, he's 100% God, 100% man. His body was saying, get off this cross. Get off this cross. You have the ability to get off this cross right now. Strike them down right now. Call forth your angels to strike them down. But he didn't do that. Right, He didn't give up. Why? Because even all that they were doing, he still loved them. Right. Even though, regardless of Judas betraying him, he still loved Judas. He still loved them. Right? So, regardless of what people may do to us, we still have to love them. Right? We still have to have compassion. Right? What else? That light affliction. Even what David had to go through. David went from a shepherd's staff to a king's scepter. But all that, someone he served up under that he was faithful to began to hunt him there. Why? Because Saul was possessed. He was influenced by his spirit. But David would not betray Saul through all that. Right? David stayed faithful to God because David understood even when he was out, even with the sheep, he spent time with God. That caused him to, to have that relationship with God. That that caused him to cry out to God. He he refused to betray the man, even though the man was hunting him down. The man wanted him dead. The man threw a spear at him. How many of us would take that? Right? We would say, no, I ain't going back (laughs) there. But David remained faithful. Why? Because he wasn't just serving Saul. He was serving God. See, when we serve God, we remain faithful, regardless of the circumstances. When we serve God, we remain faithful regardless of what people do to us. Right? Yes, we're going to experience some hurts, but again, it's not what Christ went through. Right? It's not even in comparison to what David went through. Right? What else? Even the Apostle Paul. Right? Even the Apostle Paul. So, I'm going to read 2 Corinthians 11 uh, 23 through 28. We're going to listen to just what the Apostle Paul went through. 2 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 through 28. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool. I am more, in labors more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequently, in deaths often. From the Jews, five times I received 40 stripes, minus one. So five different times. He's saying, I received 40 stripes. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I have been in the deep. In journeys often, in perils of waters, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils of the Gentiles. So in other words, in perils of the Jews and the Gentiles. Look, he was trying to reach to the Jews, God sent to the Gentiles, and both of them were after. Him. But he still kept on going. In perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils of the sea, in perils of among false brethren. In, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, and fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides the other things, what comes up upon me daily, my deep concern for all the churches. So Paul, even though he faced all this, he wasn't thinking about himself. right? So even when I asked myself this week, why me? It's not about me. I can't think about myself. right? i got to think about other people. See, even I, I did go to, I went to work yesterday, right? I, went, I went to work, and then uh, even though I didn't feel like going, I, I actually, I felt fine in the morning, and I got to work, and I'm like, I'm tired, maybe I shouldn't have came in. But then uh, we had a meeting, and then I went up there. guess what I started doing. I started telling jokes. <laughs> I started telling jokes, and, and a lot of people don't know what I'm going through or why, why I was out. And they said, oh, he's feeling better. He back. <laughs> because good laughter. It does good for the heart, right? The so, yeah, absolutely. It's good for the soul. So people started laughing. Why? Because we can't sit up here and become woe is me, right? Because life still goes on, right? And we have to be faithful to the cause in all this, right? And there's another coworker of mine. He's going through the same thing, going through the same thing. And, uh, you know, we, we talked for a little bit, but now I can be an encouragement to him throughout all this, right? Talk a little bit prior to this, but now you got like we best friends now. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, we never know where we might be. <laughs> where I be? <laughs> Amen. Amen. All right. So I think that's it. So let, let's turn to uh, Matthew four. Matthew 4. I, just, I just want to share that because that that came to me early this morning, last night. Oh, so I just want to share that. You know, for us to, uh, regardless of what we're going through. You know, to maintain the fight. You know, this is a spiritual battle. Right? It's a spiritual battle. And there's going to be some days where, you know, whether we're healthy or not, where our body's going to be like, Look, I don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like getting up. Right? But by the spirit, we have to press on. We have to press on. All right. So, I'll start this and we'll see how far we go. I not plan to speak. So, Matthew chapter 4, continuing along the scriptures that we should know this by heart by now. Begin at verse 23. And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in his synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of diseases among the people. Then his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. And great multitudes follow him from Galilee and from the capitalist, Jerusalem, Judea, and beyond the Jordan. So now let's turn to Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. I read this last week, but we'll read it again. It's good to keep seeing it. Matthew chapter 9, verse 35. We're going to Matthew 10, Alright, so Matthew chapter 9, verse 35 says this. And Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing what? Every sickness and every disease among the people. Every sickness and every disease. Why? Because he is Lord of everything. Right? Sickness can't stand in his presence. He is Lord. All right? Matthew chapter 10. Begin at verse 1. I'll just read verse 1 actually. And when he had called his 12 disciples to him, he gave them what? Power over unclean spirits. To cast them out and to heal all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. In other words, he sent the 12 out to do what they saw him do. So, Jesus came to heal every sickness, every disease. So, we talked about last week the teaching and preaching aspect. And it's funny because I had a pastor called me, uh, one of my old pastors, he called me this week when I was in the hospital, and we started talking, and he started preaching, and uh, you know, he said, you know, even when I was in a church, and he said, even though when I was struggling financially, he said, I still believed in God's prosperity. I still trusted in God and my finances, so people didn't understand what I was going through in the natural, but I was still standing upon the word of God. Right? So, same thing with me. So, even though I may be going through this, guess what? God is still healed. God is still a healer. So, I'm still standing on the Word of God for His healing, His strength in all this. Right? Because, again, it doesn't stop the move of the Gospel. Right? Because even Paul said, look, he believed the words that were spoken by the prophets. So, even as he believed the Word that was spoken by the prophets, think about this. He done called a revelation of Jesus. He done had miracles happen through his, through his vessel, right? God performing the miracles, but yet he's being persecuted, chased out of, the city, out of the city, no matter where he goes to, right? But yet he's still going, preaching this gospel message, preaching the Creator, preaching, preaching about the Creator of the universe, but yet he's still under attack. But yet, sometimes, I feel like, oh, I'm tired today. I don't feel like saying nothing to nobody. No, not after what Paul went through. No, we still have to press on, right? Because, again, the gospel still has to go forth. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's dig into some of these words. So going back to Matthew 4, 23, or even Matthew 10 and 1, same thing. That word disease there, actually, is the Greek word. It's a it's a malakeia. So it, it is, again, I'm going to give you the G, G3119. And like I said before, all you got to do is put that in there, Google it, and it'll all come up. All right? So that word there, disease, means myelichia. It means softness, infirmity. That infirmity can be physical or mental. Right? So sometimes we see people with physical illness, and then we see people with mental illness. Right? But Jesus came to heal of all that. Right? Why? Because ultimately we have to understand that sickness, death, is everything as a result of what? Sin. Amen. All because of Adam. Right? All because of Adam. So now we're faced with that. But thank God, like I've said before, as the Scripture said for the second Adam, right? we don't have to worry about that. We don't have to. We don't have to fear sickness. We don't have to fear death. And how many know that death is an enemy of God? Right? Death is an enemy of God. Corinthians tells us that. Paul tells us that. So we don't embrace death, right? But Jesus comes that we may have what? Life. And life more abundantly. So we embrace and we gravitate to life. We don't embrace and gravitate to death. So what else does it mean? That word disease, it means sickness, bodily weakness. Debility, meaning physical weakness. A feeling of being drained of energy, fatigue, or vitality, liveliness. These are things that all these people, when Jesus is in Matthew 4, 23 through 25, Matthew 10, when he sent the apostles to them, right? Matthew 9, 13, these are all the things Jesus was dealing with. And the thing about it is this, we're even better now. Why? Because they had to bring the people to Jesus. They had to go miles. All we gotta do is stay at home. Outside in the park. Or coming to church, they say, "Lord, I need a change. Me. Lord, I need to heal. But Jesus was moved by compassion, right? That y'all heard me talk about. I think it was last week. We have to be moved by compassion. If we're not, if we're moved by anything else besides compassion, then our motives might not be right, right? So even in, you know, we're all familiar with the uh, faith healers, especially back in the sixties fifties, seventies, eighties, you know, it's not a, it was never supposed to be about their ministry. It was never supposed to be about, Hey, let's get this person to this, this, this man, this woman, this church. No, it's, let's get this person to Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. right. Right? So if he went about healing all manner of sickness and disease, he will still do it today. He will still do it today. Right, but we have to stand in the faith. Right, it may not come as fast as we want to. It even as I read in the scripture, it may not. i like, Lord, why can't this come instantaneously? Like, but you know what? It's okay. It's okay because I'm sure Paul probably prayed for deliverance too, but he didn't get the deliverance. Right? Right. But he, he pressed on, right? and he got rewards. Why? Because he didn't give up. He stood on what was spoken in the word. He stood on what was spoken in the prophets. He stood on what Jesus spoke to him personally. So that, that uh, Greek word disease that actually comes from another word uh, "malakos," which means softness. So when you take a fruit Right? You take the right fruit, and now it starts to get a brown spot, it becomes soft. And we know that that brown spot is no good, right? So that word melancholy actually also means infeminate. That a boy kept for homosexual purposes, or a male who submits to unnatural lewdness. Yeah, hmm. Because Jesus came. See, we, we, we may look at the homosexual world, the, those that are bound to homosexuality, and say, man, they're stuck in this. Yeah, they are. They, because sin is a disease. And Jesus came to heal so it was never the intention for the church to push out those who bound in homosexuality why it was what it meant for them to come so they can be delivered Amen. but yet the church was quick to push them away and then they say we don't love them well we're supposed to love them right because Jesus would have never pushed them away Amen. why because Jesus was moved by compassion Amen. right so if we move moved by compassion we won't push them away. Amen. right? And it doesn't mean just homosexual. Whoever. We, we won't push them away. Why? Because compassion is what's going to move us. Amen. So that same word disease, malachos, where I talked about uh, being effeminate, uh, I'm going to turn to 1 Corinthians 6. I read, you don't have to turn there. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 9-11. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals. That's that word for disease right there. They're homosexuals. They're feminine. Nor sodomites, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners will inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. But you were washed, but you were sanctified, but you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. See, so some of these people whom Paul is writing to in the Corinthian church, he's saying, you are bound by these things. Right? You you are bound, right? And not even just these sins, but you are bound in sickness. Right? But you are no longer those people. Right? So we are no longer the people we used to be. Right? We are no longer the sinners. I, I am no longer the, the person that was bound by lust. Right? I'm no longer the person that was bound by alcohol because I've been delivered so I don't go back to those things. Why? Because I've been set free. So the word healing in uh, Matthew 4.23, it actually means, it's the Greek word, pure. T-H-E-R-A-P-E-U-O. It means to restore the health. To cure. To serve or do service. Now, I, I think, I, I don't know if it was last week or before, I talked about, you know, sometimes we thinking, healing always comes by instantaneous, but we bring healing to people when we serve them, when we check on them, right? Or when, so even even if I'm in the hospital, I go, how are you doing? So-and-so, so, so. it was an old man, I ain't going to mention his name, because I actually introduced myself to him he was up there talking, you know, but then once they went to put something on, he started screaming. <laughs> and, and, and I'm looking, I said, Was well, he faking? Or is he, what is he doing? What, no, he's being serious. Some people just don't like needles. right? <laughs> but, you know, there would be nothing for me to go and say, Hey, it's okay, bro. It's okay. Right? That, that's a form of being, bringing healing to him. Right? So even when Phil was out, me just sending him a text. Just checking on them. Say, hey, brother, how you feeling today? All right, I'm praying for you. That's a form of healing, right? Because it's bringing comfort. It's bringing comfort. And we, we can't neglect those little things, right? So sometimes, and the reason why I say that is because sometimes we look for the supernatural and miraculous. When it's the little things that we have right before us that we can handle that we overlook. Because we, we, we're we looking for the big thing. Amen. So that word healing in Luke chapter 9 6 says this so they departed and went through the towns, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere, everywhere, everywhere. So it doesn't matter, Petersburg, you know. I feel because like my wife said to me, She's like, uh, and I shared what one of my daughters said on Wednesday. said, Either dad is sinning or, or you're doing something right. I can't remember what, what is That word, if I'm sure I'm saying, <laughs> but uh, you know, I said, She's like, that was. <laughs> so, so, but, you know, I reflected. I was like, man, now nah, I, can't, I can't go walking in Petersburg. But then I thought about it, I said, well, yeah, I can go in my car. I can go in my car, and I can pray in my car. Mm-hmm. Right? Because that's what the enemy will want me to do, not go back to Petersburg. But I'm going to Petersburg, and I'm going to pray. And I'm I sit in my car, and I can pray. Why? Because when we pray, things happen. That's amen. Right? So, that's why. The enemy's upset, right? Because he didn't like us going out there afraid of walking. Right? Whether it was Petersburg, whether it was Richmond, wherever we were at. Because again, it's not about us. It's never about us. Right? Sometimes we wanna have pity parties, yeah. But what, what good is that? Right? That, that, that's it. I told my say, I don't want no pity party. Right. <laughs> say, I don't want no pity party. You know, it, it, it does no good. Does. Matter of fact, pity parties actually keep us stagnant. Right? They keep us stagnant. You know, because we think it makes us feel good and we you know, and we're like, oh, okay, that's what I but it's not really what we need, right? We, we gotta get up, and we gotta keep going, and we gotta keep pressing, right? We, we can't we can't give up the fight because this is a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. Yes, it attacks us physically, it attacks us with natural circumstances, but ultimately it's a spiritual battle, and we need to renew our inner man day by day. So that's why I will get up, and that's why I will go to Petersburg, right? That's why I will go to the hospital and pray. Right? Because the enemy would love for me to keep my mouth quiet. That's right. Right? And even, you know, we got the YouTube, but even the podcast, I was looking at the podcast, because we talked about this too, that uh, she's like, well, maybe people don't like what you're saying. Because I ain't realize, well, I can see where all the who's listening to the podcast throughout the world. Right? So we're, the podcast has gone to, I think, 13, 15 different countries. Right, now I'm talking like Russia, Africa, things like that, and about thirty something states. Right, some people probably don't like what I'm saying. But it doesn't matter. It's the truth of the gospel. Because they didn't like what Paul was saying, they didn't like what Jesus was saying, but it's the truth and the truth has to go forward. Why? Because people need to be set free. Right? We have this treasure. We have this treasure. And that's what we always have to remember. We have this treasure, and we we can't hold this treasure to ourselves. We can't hold this treasure to ourselves. All right, Uh, Matthew 4 24. And his fame went throughout all Syria, and they brought unto him all sick people that were taken with diverse diseases and torments, and those which were possessed with devils, and those which were lunatic. and those that had the palsy, and he healed them. So all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease, Jesus' ability to heal those with all different kinds of diseases demonstrates that he has authentic power over the damage done by the fall of man. His authority over demons shows he has authentic power over all creation. See, sin affects us physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Because, see, the spiritual aspect comes back to those who may be demonically possessed. Right? They're they're being, even though the the demon may come in and may, may not even possess them. May just oppress them. But, understand, Jesus came to set the captives free. Jesus, so, as his children, guess what? He will work through all vessels to help others be set free. We have to remember that. We, we, you know, we should always constantly be looking. How can I help somebody? How can I bless somebody? Right? We, we should always, because that's what Jesus was about. J- Jesus had all, he had everything. what well, think about it. Everybody came to Jesus. But Jesus was also willing to go to people. That's right. right? Let, let, let's turn to, and no, I'll jump ahead. No, I will to this. Let's turn to Luke. Seven. Luke chapter seven, beginning at verse one. All right, so Luke seven, beginning at verse one. Now, when he concluded all his sayings in the hearing of the people, Certain centurion servant, who was dear to him, was sick and ready to die. So when he heard about Jesus, he sent elders of the Jews to him, pleading with him to come and heal his servant. And when they came to Jesus, they begged him earnestly, saying that the, that the one for whom he should do this was deserving, for he loves our nation, and has built us built us a synagogue. So here, the centurion is sending the uh, the, the elders to Jesus. And they're saying, look, basically, he's a good man. He done helped us out. Mm -hmm. Right? Now, Jesus said he came to who? The lost sheep of Israel. Right? He didn't come for the centurion servant. Then Jesus went with them. And when he was already not far from the house, the centurion sent friends to him, saying to him, Lord, do not trouble yourself. For I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. Therefore I did not think myself worthy to come to you. But say the word, and my servant will be healed. For I also am a man placed under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to one, Go, and he goes. And to another, Come, and he comes. And to my servant, Do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard these things, he marveled at him, and turned around, and said to the crowd, that followed him, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. And those who were sent returned to the house, found a servant, well, who had been sick. So now, Jesus says, I have not found faith, because Israel should have been the ones that had the faith. Why? Because Israel was waiting for the Messiah to come. But here you had the Gentile, centurion servant, that was showing the faith. All right? Now, here's the thing. The centurion didn't think he was worthy. Jesus thought he was worthy because Jesus was going to his house. We got to know, Jesus knew who the centurion was. But what would make him think he's not worthy? Worthy. He done did some good things. But we have to understand, he's still a Roman. So he probably did some bad things too. (laughs) Right? So even though he made did some good things, he probably did some bad things. Right? But we know he had a good heart. Right, because he built him synagogue. And he was concerned about his servant enough to say, hey, I care about my servant. And, and matter of fact, it says this. Uh, hold on. Let's skip the part. Ah. Uh, so, when he heard about Jesus, when he heard about Jesus, that's what caused him to send the elders, because he heard about Jesus. We've got people that don't know about Jesus. They heard a name about Jesus, but they don't know the real Jesus. That's right. We have to give them the real Jesus. See, we have to let them know that Jesus is for real. He's not just somebody where people just quote a name and use his name in vain. No, Jesus is God. Jesus is Lord, and we have to let them know. But, going back to the situation, it's easy sometimes we focus in on the faith aspect because Jesus, rightfully so, Jesus said, I have not seen so great a faith in all of Israel. But it was the compassion of Jesus. See, there are people out there who think, that they're not worthy of salvation. They're not worthy of being redeemed. But Jesus said, look, even with like the centurion servant, he didn't think he was worthy. Even though he had faith, he still didn't think he was worthy. But Jesus thought he was worthy enough to go to his house. Right? So there are people out there that, are, that are abound in sickness, unhappiness, poverty, despair. And they're saying nobody loves them. But Jesus loves them. And guess what? We should love them. Right? Because again, it's that compassion that ruled Jesus. Let's go down to verse 11. 11 through 17. Compassion again. Now it happened the day after that he went into a city called Nain. And many of his disciples went with him. in a large crowd, and when he came near the gate of the city, Behold, a dead man was carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a large crowd from the city was with her. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not wait. So when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her. Then he came and touched the open coffin, and those who carried him stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, Arise. So he he who was dead sat up and began to speak. I freaked some people out. (laughs) (laughs) And he presented him to his mother. Then fear came upon all. And they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen up among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him went throughout all Judea and all the surrounding regions. We have to understand, all healing comes to bring glory to God. Amen. Right? It's not the glory to the ministry. It's not the glory to the person. It's to bring glory to God. But this is Jesus' compassion again. Why? Because this woman, this widow woman, her son was dead. She didn't ask Jesus to do this. Jesus just did it. That's right. He did it. So her son is dead. She's not even thinking about him being raised. But Jesus does what? He has compassion on her. He recognizes her as a widow. He loves her. And it's that compassion that causes him to move. It's the same compassion we have to have to cause us to move. Amen. And, you know, like I said, you know, Jesus is Lord over every disease, every sickness, everything, poverty. He is Lord over sin, period, because that's all, that's all it is. Poverty, sickness, physically, emotionally, spiritually, it's all sin. It's all of these, all sin. Jesus has already defeated the sin. We just need to surrender to Him and recognize Him as Lord and, and, and just glorify Him. I mean, one thing I didn't talk about is uh, in, in the word of healing, that their appeal, in Acts 17.25, that word healing, is the same Greek word for worship, actually means healing. See, so even though we may not feel like it sometimes, when we get in His presence and we worship Him, that brings healing. Amen, it may not necessarily bring healing Healing to the body. But our inner man. Yes, right, our inner man. So sometimes, not sometimes, often, we got to get in his presence and we got to worship. See, because the enemy will like us down. See, Saul was attacked. Not the apostle Saul, but King Saul was attacked in the mind. Yeah. That's what caused him to go after David. Yeah. But see, God used David as a vessel because David was playing music to calm him. He was bringing a form of worship to him. But the enemy was still tormenting Saul. See, so even though we may not be physically attacked, we may be attacked with thoughts and things like that. We have to get in his presence. We have to worship him. That brings healing to our situation. That brings healing to our soul. Amen. That brings healing to our spirit, man. Right? Amen. And we always have to remember we have to worship. We have to worship. Amen? Amen. Amen. about it.